We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 373. Our guest today is a top junior hunter rider with some big finishes already in this indoor season. She was champion in the large junior hunters at Capital Challenge, as well as the Pennsylvania National Horse Show, as well as grand large junior hunter, and won the high point large junior hunter at the Pennsylvania National Horse Show. She has an incredible string of hunters, but a very special one named Drumroll, who is really the hunter to watch this year. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Caroline Signorino. Hi, Carol. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, You have been such a pleasure to be on the Hessling Williams team. I have loved having you around and just watching you grow and like as a rider and now I cannot believe this is your last indoors as a junior that is just so crazy to me thank you I know I'm so upset and <laughs> happy to begin my amateur career but totally. it'll definitely be sad <laughs> yeah absolutely um but I've known you for quite some time now um like when you were doing the ponies so for those of listening who maybe don't know how you got started into riding what was kind of your first experience in the horse world so me and my siblings were signed up for a local summer camp at like a local barn about 10 minutes away and we just kind of fell in love with it from the moment we stepped on to the oh. property and at that summer camp we would you know kind of learn about picking hooves grooming brushing and basic riding we would do like up down lessons on lead line and that's just really where it all began and then we started really loving the horses and you know caring for them and learning all about them. So that's when we took the next step and we wanted to take lessons outside of the camp. So then after we did some lessons and our trainer felt like we were ready for the shows, that's when we began to show at some local shows. So I competed at Princeton um, a few times and also um, another local show called Dungraven, which is pretty close to my house as well. And then I was able to lease my first pony, which I was very excited about. Mm. Um, Her name was Tootsie. And I competed her in like the short stirrup and the walk trot. And then after probably about four years competing at some of the local shows, we started going to WEF with this barn. Um, And we were their first customers who you know, took that next step and really wanted to make it something that we were really passionate about. Did you, do you remember like your first reaction of WEF? Oh yeah, I do. I was like, (laughs) I had no idea what I was looking at. I was like, is this Disney World? (laughs) It was so, I thought it was like the most amazing thing. Totally. 
yeah so then we really fell in love with WEF and we were like we want to you know do all the big shows Kentucky Pony Finals Lake Placid um, so that's really where we took a turn with our riding definitely and then what would you say um, obviously because you did a lot in the ponies um, what do you where do you feel like the pony divisions did you feel like that translated well to success in the junior hunters do you feel I feel like sometimes some people say they're really kind of like two totally different things that aren't super relatable just because most pony rides uh ride so differently than you know like a a horse that you would have in the junior hunters so what kind of how important was your amount of involvement in the ponies to kind of like relate to your success now in the junior hunters and and the other um, classes that you compete in now well I actually think that's a great question I think that the ponies really help you prepare for the junior hunters Mm. by getting all the experience at those big shows and get going around those courses you know learning how to measure the lines correctly and everything but I do also think that the junior hunters ride way differently than the ponies so Mm -hmm. that was also a change for me like switching on to horses from ponies right but definitely competing at you know the big shows like Devon pony finals um Washington capital challenge Harrisburg all throughout my pony career definitely helped me now when I competed those shows with my junior hunters. Definitely. What are some highlights that stick out in your head from your pony days? So some highlights that stick out for me was my first 90 at Devon in the medium pony. I was so, I was like crying about it. Who were you Um, on? I was on Anaset. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then also another special one for me was in 2017 when I was champion and grand champion on Anaset in the Medium Pony Hunters at Capital Challenge. Love it. Um, and then I was also the following week champion at Harrisburg in the Medium Pony Hunters. And then I think reserve at Washington maybe or mm-hmm. so that was definitely a special memory. Yeah. I originally knew you um, at New Hope, where I feel like you had a really great foundation and you did a lot of your um, pony career. Um, You also, I feel like, had had some time at Heritage where you started incorporating um, and kind of honing in on your equitation skills. Mm -hmm. And um, now you're with us over at Heslink Williams. So tell me a little bit about where, you know, that you've been able to kind of take, you know, pieces from different programs that, you know, all program, all the programs are really at the top of the hunter jumper world. So what do you, what do you find are kind of the benefits of where you've been and where it's kind of led you to where you are now? Yeah. So at New Hope, I definitely um, spent a lot of time learning and growing with the ponies there. Um, I was definitely younger, so that's when I was competing with my ponies, and I really enjoyed um, working with them and, you know, taking the next step and then doing the children's honors and, Mm -hmm. you know, learning 
the hunters and the horses as well, because that was my first, you know, look at a riding yeah, a horse. That's I've, a big step. I had never ridden a horse. Yeah. So I was very nervous at first, but after quite a few shows, I began to feel more comfortable with it. Um, Who was your children's hunter? My children's hunter was Outlook and That's Kennedy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was interested in the equitation with them. Um, so then I had a few equitation horses and then I made the transition over to Heritage where I got a few big equitation horses, which was my first time really doing like the three six and I would go up to New York and practice with them um, during the week after school, which was difficult to balance, but I was really, you know, I was really interested in learning and getting better at the equitation because it, it was just so hard and it, mm -hmm. it seems so like impossible to win a final and stuff, but yeah, I was just very determined to do well in equitation and I think it's always been something that's special to me because I've started doing it in the pony hunters and the pony medals so yeah I would lessen with heritage throughout the week and then I went to my first indoors with them and I had great experiences and then um, eventually I moved to Jeffrey and Brendan and now I think that you know the equitation has also helped me in the junior hunter rings and the mm -hmm. jumper ring. So I really have that to think. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, with your, you know, kind of looking over this last year, now that we are like right in the middle of indoors, kind of the, the finale of our 2023 season, what mm -hmm. are some highlights? Um, you've had so many highlights this year. I feel like it's been yeah. such a, a, such an incredible year. Um, like first, first of all, actually tell me a little bit about your horses. Um, cause you have, I feel like you have some really, really special ones right now. Okay. Yeah. So I have two jumpers, Hocus Pocus. He's a chestnut with a white face and then Emerald Balia, who's just a plain chestnut. Um, and I compete Hocus in the medium and high junior jumpers and Bali in the low junior jumpers, who's Femerald Balia. And then I have two hunters, Drumroll and Gerardus. And Drumroll we purchased after Devin this year. And I've only shown him a, quite a few, like a number of times, maybe mm -hmm. four, I think. Um, but he's been great every time. And then Gerardus originally was my equitation horse, but then we started showing him in the junior hunters at WEF and we were like, he really likes this job and I like riding him in this ring. So let's just continue it. So then we actually qualified for Devin and some of the Enders this fall. So I'll be competing him there. And then I also lease small love from um, Liz Riley and the, Iwasaki family mm -hmm. so I've been showing her at these indoor shows too and I'll continue to show her this week at Washington and at the National Horse Show and then I have my equitation horse Salvatore and I'll be competing him at the Washington finals and the McClay finals love it 
So cool. Let's talk about your hunters first. Um, I love the story of Gerald Gerardus because he, you got him and he's, you know, a very successful, a very talented equitation horse. And I know Jeffrey would put him in um, like the three, nine professional classes to get him, you know, in the ring and prepared for you. And I just remember watching him go around and I'm like, oh my gosh, he is like such a cute little hunter guy. Like I just remember seeing him like that is so there's, I feel like there's only a few equitation horses that really have the style to be hunters too so I feel like I feel like Gerardus is so unique in that way but um I love that you guys have kind of found your zone where you're like I think I think I'm going to I think I'm going to find the most success you know riding him as a hunter and I definitely feel like you guys have found your groove he's huge and has such a big step and you are just a little thing. So Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you kind of manage that? Um, especially because you have, you know, multiple rides, what is he like going around? You know, he's, he has such a like boundy and scopey canter Mm -hmm. that all the distances just kind of come up, whether they're a little long, you know, that you're getting there or a little slow, you know, that you'll have enough power, even if it's a little deep to get over it just fine. Um, and he's definitely very special because he can do the equitation very well, the hunters very well, and the derbies. And he just kind of bounces back so fast between them. If you want to do hunters or equitation on him, like this summer, I showed him in the Gladstone Cup, which was an equitation class. Um, but I think the week before I did the junior hunters on him. So he kind of can play any role whenever and it doesn't really affect him which is you know kind of unheard of yeah absolutely we've talked a lot about saddles and saddle fit on the podcast just because it's so important that you are using a saddle that really fits you and your horse but especially your horse it really does make or break the comfort level and the ability for the horse to perform at their best And then having something that fits you is also really important for you guys to really work as a team. I love Voltaire Design. I've been wearing and using their saddles for probably over three years now. And I just think they have so many great qualities to them. They are a French-made saddle. I ride in the Palm Beach, which is one of their classic jumping saddles. And I just love how flexible it is. It's one of the only flexible trees out there on the market and it really allows for the horse's shoulder to stay really open which I think is super important. If you want more information visit their website to just learn about all of the design and innovation and performance that Voltaire Design can allow. So many top riders use Voltaire and I feel like that really speaks for itself. So for more info visit their website at VoltaireDesign.com. That's V-O-L-T-A I-R-E design.com. Also want to mention that there is a limited special on 16 inch saddles. So make sure that you ask your local Voltaire saddle specialist about the deals on 16 inch saddles. All right, let's get back to the episode. Obviously, drum roll is so special. He has become quite famous this year um as you were grand on him last week 
Jeffrey was grand on him last week um, at Harrisburg. And you've only shown him a few times, as you said before. So tell me a little bit about him and um, how you are kind of able to, I mean, because you kind of, um, you got him, you said after Devin, I know Jeffrey showed him a couple times and then Mm -hmm. you kind of, the first time Jeffrey showed him was the Central Hunter Spectacular, which he won, which was so, oh my gosh, I still get like goosebumps thinking about it. (laughs) Um, But he is so cool and so special. I'm sure it was that like, was that kind of like nerve wracking getting on him the first time knowing like, oh my gosh, like here's this like super special famous horse. Like I can't mess up. What was that dynamic Uh, like for you? Oh yeah, I said that I I just wanted to let Jeffrey show him. Can it just be yours? Yeah, no, seriously, I was, I was so scared and I, you know, but he was, he was awesome the first time I showed him. I showed him in Michigan and I definitely made some mistakes. I kept chipping this or getting really deep to this one jump every single class and he would forgive me and make it look beautiful. Um, He's definitely so special and goofy in the barn, but I really enjoy riding him. It's, it's definitely a feeling that I've never felt before riding mm. a horse that has so much scope and ability to, you know, perform at that high level. I don't think any of my horses could ever. No, I take that back. All of my horses were <laughs> incredible, but yeah. he just has like this powerful feeling. I mean, totally. that I don't, I don't feel on any of my other horses. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then let's talk about honey, small love. Um, that is also an interesting dynamic because you show lease her, which means uh, she is in the care of Makoto farm all year round. And then Mm -hmm. you, we go to the same shows where Mm -hmm. you essentially hop on sometimes the day before, sometimes the morning of, and then show in the junior hunter. So how is that dynamic for you? Cause I can imagine that is tricky. Um, I mean, still you've, you've been leasing her now for, you know, over the course of several months, um, right now. And, and probably I've only been on her, you know, like a a couple dozen times. So tell me a little bit about how that process is for you as you are, um, kind of just hopping on and, and going to show. Yeah. So definitely in the beginning, I kind of just clicked with her right away. I mean, I did a show in Venice and a show in Aiken to prepare for Devon. And I thought that those two shows went very well. Yeah. And then at Devon, she was great too. And then at Junior Hunter Finals, she was also amazing. But yeah, you're reserved. Getting, yeah. yeah. Um, she was incredible. But getting on her sometimes in the schooling areas. I've had like a few times where I needed to take a minute and reconnect with her. And I I had like a little bit of trouble finding the distances, but just after a few jumps where maybe it was a little bit iffy and I wasn't feeling it right away, Mm -hmm. um, I just meshed with her right away. She just kind of has this canter where she can fit anything in or yeah. figure it out. And she just kind of eyes the jumps and is really focused on her job. Yeah. That's such, that's yeah. like so perfectly describes her and her jump yeah. is like insane. Yeah. yeah. She's very on it. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about your jumpers. I know you've had a pretty incredible year with the jumpers and that's something that, um, hasn't always been your focus. Um, so how did you, when did you start doing the jumpers and how, how has that kind of unfolded? Cause I think for a lot of people, you maybe start with the hunters start, then you do the equitation and then you do the jumpers, which is pretty much the the process that you did. Um, tell me a little bit about that dynamic. Um, how do you feel doing the jumpers now, especially now that you're doing the highs, which is, is, is up there. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts towards the jumpers. So I actually started the jumpers on my practice force that we just he previously did the jumpers. His name Mm -hmm. was Incenzo. Um, We got him just as a practice horse for me at home a few years ago. And then I started and dabbled in the low children's jumpers at some local shows nearby. And then I moved up to the children's jumpers. And I was like, wow, I really love this. And, you know, everyone was like, you're so good at the jumpers. You go so fast. (laughs) Um, So then I was like, okay, well, then that's when I purchased Bali when I moved to Heritage. Um, so Bali and I started out in the children's jumpers and then we moved all the way up to the medium junior jumpers. So I really do think it's done a lot for me in my riding and especially in the other two rings in the hunters and equitation. I never really had my eyes set on doing the big jumpers and whenever I would watch like, you know, the Preda States or the jumper classic at Devon, the high junior jumper classic. I was like, never in a million years would I ever <laughs> think that. I, and you I did both. I know. <laughs> Who would have thought? Tell me uh, about Devon. So Devon was very special. I feel like for many reasons, just I've had Hocus for probably about a year at that point. Yeah, just over a year. And, mm. you know, it took me a little bit to get used to him and for him to get to know me we had not so great of an experience at Lake Placid the previous year so I was just trying to you know regain confidence and get back in the ring and you know showing in the lows and then the mediums at WEF and then all of a sudden I was into Devin in the high junior jumpers on him and I had done the highs maybe about twice I think at Old Salem was actually yeah, I think both weeks of Old Salem were yeah. like my first times really doing the highs, which was right before Devin. So then I had never jumped a high classic and Devin was my first high junior jumper classic and I finished third. Um, so it was very, very special. Totally. Yeah. And then um, you just did the pre-estates. Tell me a little bit about that experience. I remember walking the course with you and we were like, these are, yeah. I, I remember saying, no, Carol, they're not that big. It's fun. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, these are pretty big. Well, it's definitely very special being on a team with other um, friends of mine. And I definitely love that aspect. I got totally. to experience that at Young Riders this year as well. So I was very thankful for that opportunity. And I was very excited when I found out that I was on the pre States team. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely competing in that small ring was something that I've never done on Hocus before. 
Actually, I did it the week before at Capital Challenge, but besides that, um, the hairspring jumping, is so tiny. Yeah, and jumping a meter forty, I didn't. I I had never done so yeah. in that small ring. Yeah. Um. So that was definitely a change in my ride. I would say, you know, mm-hmm. the the track was definitely difficult, and the jumps were big. So it was. Um, it went well. Um, I feel like I feel like everyone should know the fun fact about you in the shoot before you walk <laughs> in. <laughs> what do you like to do to wake yourself up and get in the zone? I like to spray water all over or pour like, water literally all over splash it in your face. I just think it's amazing because I just I've seen you do it a few times now and you know you just it's just a nice ritual something routine that you do and it works it works it does wake me up (laughs) um you've had such a great first half of indoor season what are you looking forward to as we are about to start Washington International Horse Show and the National Horse Show in Kentucky what are you looking forward to and what are your goals for those two indoors? I would say my goals for both of them are just to, you know, stay consistent and, you know, try my best, but not overthink it. Cause I yeah. think in those types of atmospheres that can definitely happen. Right. And especially with me, I try, I get a little bit nervous before I go in. So I should just try and stay calm and remember that I've done all I can do and, mm-hmm. It is what it is at that point. And I think my goal for Washington is I'm really excited about competing in the Washington Equitation Finals. This is actually my first year that I've qualified. So I've never done this Equitation Final and I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Um, I would say that that's probably top on my list for that show. Um, also, along with competing in the Junior Hunters, that'll be fun. And then for the national, definitely McClay finals and doing the high junior jumpers will be special because I feel like to cap it all off before WEF starts, I, I think that's a good good show to do it at. Definitely. What would you say is an area of the industry that you're passionate about that you feel like the rest of the horse world either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? I That's a tricky one. I would say... One part of the industry that I'm passionate about is probably the equitation mm-hmm. um, because, you know, as hard as it can be sometimes, I believe that it, you know, creates a great foundation of correct riding and teaches you to, how to properly execute like a technical course. I mean, I started it in the Pony Hunters, so I've kind of done it practically for as long as I can remember yeah and when I moved on to the you know horses that's when I really took a turn and I was like I want to do the equitation and I want to do it seriously so you know it definitely took me a few years I would say to figure it out you know I would just kind of go into the show ring of the Taylor Harris and you know make a mistake and then learn from it and do Mm -hmm. the national horse show Hamill 3-3 medal and make a mistake and, you know, try again. So definitely just kind of doing it over and over again helped me. But I do think that it's very special, especially when you're a junior rider and it, it really teaches you correct riding 
And I think especially body position and body control mm-hmm. um, plays a big part also in the jumper ring, which I've learned a lot about from the equitation, because right. if you're leaning too far forward, you're going to have a front rail or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I do think that it's helped me in both rings. Yeah. Um, I would say it's the most tricky um, because you have to be so accurate and yet so seamless. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that's hard. It's like it combines um, the two hardest parts of the hunters and the jumpers. Definitely. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. It's like in the jumpers, it's all about effectiveness, right? And mm-hmm. in the hunters, you have like a little more leeway because it's judged on the horses, although you still need to look mm-hmm. the part. Um, and yeah, you still need to be placing them yeah. in the correct spot. Um, yeah. But I also think like it's the most rewarding because if you do well, you're so happy about it because how it's, you know, it can be so unrewarding sometimes. Right. Absolutely. And I think what you had said earlier about how um, it also a lot of it also has to do with just the fact of like you're getting rounds and you're getting in there and just more opportunity to go do it. And I feel like you're such a great example of that is that Mm -hmm. kind of like what you were just saying is that you go in and do it, make a mistake and you learn from it and you just keep going. And I think that's what totally. And I think that that's what really makes successful riders is you, you learn from it. You, you can, you can dwell on it for a second, but then you kind of move on and you keep going. And, um, the more you can learn from your, you know, mistake or your experience, Mm -hmm. the better. And um, I feel like you've done that so well. Thank you. Yeah. I try and tell myself, like, if I make a mistake, I can think about it for five minutes, but then I have to let it go because I love that. It's just going to eat you away. Yeah. You have to move on from it. That's yeah. I think that's such great advice. And from an outsider, I feel like you genuinely do that. I feel like I don't see you like, throwing a tantrum or like, you know, like (laughs) going on suicide watch. Like I feel like you, um, kind of like regroup and say, okay, life goes on. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yes, I made a mistake, but what can you do about it now? Exactly. Exactly. Well, Carol, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story. You are one of the most special and hardworking junior riders that I know. So it has been such a privilege having you on and I wish you all the best. And also I'll see you in a few days. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week.